Hey, everybody, before jumping into this week's bonus episode of Real Estate Leaders, we interviewed Ed Stulock. We actually interviewed him back in May. So when he mentions the number of transactions, he says he's done 47 transactions up to that point. But if you're following on social media, which you should be, if you're not, uh, you'll notice he's already up to 113 transactions on the year. So absolutely crushing it. Just wanted to give that quick production note before we jump into this week's episode. And now on to our interview with Ed Stulock. Welcome to another episode of State Paid Real Estate Leaders, where we ask the top producers and brokers in the business the questions that every agent needs to know to build a successful real estate business. My name is Joshua Stike, along with Luke Acri, and our guest today is Ed Stulak. You may remember Ed. He's been on the podcast a couple of times, but Ed, for those who don't know, introduce yourself. How long have you been doing real estate and how many transactions have you done in the last year? Getting into my sixth year right now. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, boys. Excited to chat. Uh, yes, my name is Ed Stulak. I've been in it now for just entering the sixth year. And I believe the last um, um, update I checked out was 47 transactions for this year. For this year? So, in, in six months? Year. Yeah, in six months. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. man, crushing it. That's yeah, this crazy. is going well. I'm building a team to help out because that's too much. I, I can't barely handle like 10 deals at once. So. <laughs> Well, man, you're crushing it. I know our our last episodes and stuff like that, you've given us so much gold on social media and just what you're doing, you know, to build brand and all that stuff. So my question for you is, where do you think the industry is going, right? Because there's so much change it feels happening, not only from the marketing side, but the actual industry side. And what do agents need to do to adapt right now? Where I see it going over, even in the next six months, before 2022 ends, I believe a lot of realtors are going to back out of this business. Mm. Okay, So talking industry-wise, I see a lot of realtors that hopped into this business because they saw what was going on from 2020 to 2022 till now, let's say present day. They saw, wow, look how much money I can make, look how, much, uh, how many homes I can sell. All I hear about this industry is just booming. Uh, let me get my license. <laughs> a lot of them got their license. But now they're going to start to realize that what happened over the past two years not was normal. not a normal thing. Mm. No, not at all. And I'm grateful that I'm at least in this for six years and I've realized what was pre-2020, like how that type of market was. And I feel like we're going to be answering that very soon. I don't know when. Um, but over the past two years, those that have learned the, the tricks, the nitty-gritty little things that win deals – like the realtors, like, I don't know, like myself, like my team that I teach, um, and just all, all these top producers, they are going to now continue to grow their real estate business with these new tools in their tool belt. But the new guys are going to realize, whoa, this is not normal. This is different. I think I'm, you know, going to find a different industry. It's a little harder than I thought it would be. So that's my prediction, I believe, on the 2022 and the conclusion of it. We're going to see a lot of a, a decline in real estate agents. And we're going to see some more top producers producing even more. Well, talk about then sort of how people need to adapt to succeed. And this kind of rolls into our next question, because when I look at you and your brand from a marketing perspective, you are a natural marketer. You're a natural promoter. You're a natural content creator. Everything you've done uh, since we first had you on the podcast and kind of uh, on Instagram and now on TikTok has really been focused on some of these marketing strategies. What do you think is the most neglected marketing strategy right now with real estate agents? Believe it or not, still social media. Still social. Uh, I, I highly think it's social media. However, however, let me 
Let me put my social media hat aside for a second because realtors, real estate professionals, we neglect social media a lot. Mm -hmm. We go on there, we consume, 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 but don't create enough of what consumers want to consume. Mm -hmm. We go out there and throw, you know, just listed, just sold under contract, which is fine, but that's not the right way to take advantage of social media. And that's another discussion. Mm -hmm. But taking that hat off and talking about another thing, that a lot of real estate professionals don't do are the fundamental elements of real estate. The door knocking, the cold calling, and just fear of influence, reaching out, circling background, follow-ups. We all talk about it. All these real estate professionals and gurus talk about it. A lot of us listen to it, get motivated, and then we lose that interest and desire and inspiration to do that. Hmm. But even as a millennial, even as a social media guy myself, I still do the door knocking. I still do the cold calling. I, I won't stop that. That's a major uh, essential tool that every real estate professional should have, I believe. That's a lot so of us good. don't use that. Now, yeah, it's so good. And I think what happens to people that they get so almost tunnel vision, like all you need to do is one thing. All I'm going to do is pr produce content. We just interviewed Michael Hellickson, uh, who's a coach in the real estate industry. And he was suggesting, you know, get up to like 17 different leads. He said there's so 109. Well, I said there's thousands, but there's like 109 that they have identified. 17 yeah, top ones. Yeah. 17 top ones. Now, I mean, I don't know if you need all 17 from my experience, but you definitely need diversification and the realization of what you're touching on is so true. Because even if you do content extremely well on social. If you neglect following up with that person that comes through your content funnel, let's say you post a story on your Instagram of, you know, do you want to know what your home's worth? And people respond, yes. And then if you don't follow up with that person, if you don't reach out to that person, if you have a phone call with them, that's not going to turn into anything. That's just a view. And so many agents, they've heard it so often, but they neglect the follow-up. When you look at new agents, What's the number one reason you believe they're failing? Is it that or is there other things that are causing this huge failure rate, this 87% failure rate? Expectations are, are incorrect. People get into this business thinking that it's going to be this way and then they quickly or a little bit, it'll take maybe a few months, potentially six, seven plus months to realize, okay, it's not this way that I set my mind up for uh, day one of getting my license and fingerprinted. I thought it was going to be just opening doors, doing some contracts, doing some things of that sort. I don't believe there's any sort of legitimate schooling for real estate agents to go from school to taking their 75 hours or what it is per state, getting their fingerprints, joining an agency. And then what's the onboarding process from day one for them to understand this is how real estate is going to be from here on out. A lot of agencies promise the whole training. We have the best training. We have the best platforms. We have the best this. That's great but I think it's the correct handholding that will get that realtor understanding that it's not going to happen overnight. It, this is how you have to set up your path in order to continue to glide the direction that you want to go. But you have to set up that correct expectation from day one, mm. not day 538. Like mm -hmm. that's where a lot of realtors start to fail because, okay, well, I can't get sales. I don't know why it's not working. Yeah. What is, what, explain a little bit more about that expectation. Is it literally the grind of it? Is it the consistent prospecting? What is the expectation that people are kind of coming in? All right, I got my license. I'm ready to go. I'm going to get all this training. And then they don't see it. What should they be doing? Expectation should be more so of understanding what is it that is going to occur if you do X, Y, Z. Gotcha. The, the, the cold calling, the door knocking, the social media, these are trainings that agencies are having, but they're not really going into depth 
of what to do once you have a lead that is mm. interested, how is it to follow up with them to get them interested to say, yeah, let's take it to the next step. Mm. Now, once you have them, what do you do to write up a contract, to get them to the inspection, to get them what's an appraisal, how do you, what's a pre-approval, how do you like connect them, why is this bank better than that bank? Like us real estate agents, we dive into a deal and then kind of learn that way, which I think is fine. It's it's good to learn because you you know you stumble, you fall, you bruise yourself. I feel like that's a great way to learn. But it's the genius that learns off of other people's mistakes, right? So yeah. that that's what I'm what I'm thinking, and this is how I personally formatted my team. I make sure that any new agent that comes on, which a majority of my twelve agents are all new, I have. 10 of them that are under one year or just around a year old in this business. Wow. I am setting the correct expectations for them to understand what it is to work a deal, to what it is to work with a complicated client, mm. what it is to work with when someone is sick and it's a million dollar lead, right? Don't worry about the, the lead. Try to be there for them emotionally, right? I got to teach them psychology. Yep. Like there's so much because us realtors don't get taught that in the beginning. We're taught, go show it, go unlock the super with your key and then, you know, with your e-key and this and that. It's so, it's, it's that process that is not streamlined correctly. It's not taught. And again, this is what I mean by expectations. It's more so setting the correct expectation right up front as opposed to them realizing it's six months from then. And that's when the failures happen. That's what I personally think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you suggest uh, uh, agents join a team? Or go solo. Like, do you think? Totally, every, yeah. Do you think yeah. every agent should join a team when they get into the business? Great question. I think yes. I, I believe anyone should dive into a team first. Um, my mentor once told me that if you go solo, you get a lot more commission. But if you go on a team, you gotta get your splits and this and that. But then he told me he said, "What's a hundred percent of nothing?" Rather take a little bit of percentage of a lot. Yeah. So that's when I started to reconsider it's, being solo in the beginning, and then I joined the team. I totally agree. It's it's why the idea of the the teams have taken over, right, in real estate, because I think the brokerage kind of used to function as a team when tech wasn't as readily available, when people couldn't do stuff exactly on their own. They needed the brokerage support and, and the platforms and all that stuff. Now you get access to it, and so now it's really like the team has taken over because what I've seen for agents is like it's a no-brainer to get on a team because your education and the lift you'll get from leads, the lift you'll get to actually start producing a database and all that stuff, you can always make up the ground of the lost commissions, but it's really, really hard to get all the systems and everything that that team has put together overnight for yourself. It's almost impossible. So I always encourage agents, hey, join a team right away. Yeah, totally. Agreed. Knowing kind of what you know along the same uh, vein, Ed, knowing what you know now, six years after in, in this business, what do you wish you would have known before you became a real estate agent, before even deciding to enroll for those classes? That there are multiple agencies out there to interview. You go and interview them as opposed to them interviewing you. Mm. I went to the first agency that I knew of because it was my mom's friend. Gotcha. I remember that. Yeah. And, yeah. and I dove into it and I stayed there for a whole whopping three months until <laughs> I realized, <laughs> until I realized, wow, this is actually not what they promised. So go so, interview at multiple agencies. How many? <clears throat> maybe three. 
three, don't overwhelm three, yourself, three, you know, two, two, two to three. Five, what, what I would tell a new agent, uh, I, I just had a, um, she was a, she was a sweetheart. I, I had to talk to her. She DM'd me and she was like, Ed, I'm a new agent. I've been in it now for about a year. I joined a team and this and that, but I'm like, I'm so unhappy. I'm ready to give up. And you know, I, can you help me out? I, I DM'd her back. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to have a DM conversation with her. I'm like, what's your number? Let me call you. And so I got on the phone with her. And we were talking for a solid, I don't even know, 30 minutes. I was on the road to a, an inspection. And we just started talking and going at it. But we were talking so much about, again, same thing, her expectations not being set up correctly from the start. She joined a team, but obviously not the right one. So this is what I mean. And I told her, you joined a team, which is great. However, the wrong thing that you did is that you didn't interview a, a few. I told her in the beginning stages, if you can, find a team leader or find a team or find a brokerage that is just doing exceptionally well in your area. Reach out to them. See if you can interview with them. Have them talk to you. You interview them, though. I want you to ask them specific questions. What kind of mentorship do you have? Can I join a team? Is there a team that's available for me to, you know, kind of shadow, be a part of? Um, and just like what's, what's going on with the commission splits, because that's of course an important element to it all. So you want to know, but realistically you want to join a brokerage that is just doing really well in the area. Might as well join them. They got listings, they have buyers, they have teams, probably they're doing well. So be around that because they got um, uh, products. They have actually stiff uh, stuff to, for you to be a part of. So I told her that thing, um, those, those steps, but I said, most of all, you go and interview them because so many of these brokerages, they all want you. They all do. How do you, uh, how do you find out which teams are for people that are just getting into this, not knowing, how do you mm -hmm. find out which teams, which brokerages are doing the best? Are you going and uh, looking at top, you know, top uh, sales volume lists? Like how are you actually finding that out? I would use more so logic. If, if I'm driving around the area and I constantly see a Remax sign popping up, I'll okay. be like, okay, well, I see this person. There's John Garcia. There's John Garcia again. There's the Garcia team. They're doing well. I see them everywhere. Maybe that should be, uh, you know, mark it on your calendar. Reach out to the John Garcia team. Great. Mm. Next, I see Sotheby's. Wow, Sotheby's here. Sotheby's there. Maybe they're doing well, too. So that would just be my logical, um, I, I guess, yeah, yes. it makes total sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of it sense. It speaks to the importance of the omnipresence in your marketing yeah, also. Correct. Yeah. Uh, there's a great site, Real Trends, um, that lists out the top thousand, I think it is, yeah, uh, real estate agents around the country. You could go there. Um, it gives you volume and I think transactions. You can search size. by the town too. Yeah, by search by um, yeah cities and stuff like that. Uh, what do you attribute your success the most to, Ed, as you look at your career? What has made you the most successful? Social media, without a doubt. It's, I'm so grateful and I'm married to Instagram. I love that thing. Uh, I hope she never dies, but she might one day, you know, and I have to get used to it. But social media, without a doubt, it's what got me started in entrepreneurship. I'll begin with that. Started me with entrepreneurship in 20, 2012 is when I started on Instagram. Instagram was born in 2010. I got onto it two years later when I was just graduating high school, getting out of it. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is something new. Let me play with it. Let me see how I can take advantage of it. And since then, opportunities, business leads, new, t oh my God, I got hired by like three different business uh, companies from social media. I worked with celebrities and uh, influencers, and then that pushed me to the next stepping stone. My biggest project in real estate, 180 unit building, this is where most of my deals are coming from right now. 180 unit building from an Instagram DM Jeez. that changed my life. That changed wow. my entire life. It helped. It forced me to grow a team. 
you know, like I can keep going. I just listed a $2.8 million listing from Instagram. I just got another million dollar lead in Paramus, uh, Paramus, New Jersey from Instagram DM. Like the list just continues. That's amazing, man. Instagram. They reach out to me, which is so cool. I love it. And this is not me saying, hey, just listed, just under contract. I'm portraying my life. I'm showing everything that I'm doing. I'm loving it. Yeah, I have he's doing dances though. too, guys. Like I've seen oh, dances. It's awesome. Man. Now you're yeah, hilarious. Well, also so like it's, it's your it's your process of getting the conversation offline. Yeah. Like even with that person who DM'd you about a question they had in the business, like getting them on the phone as soon as possible, taking that conversation offline is what ultimately drives the success. I would say. I, I agree. I agree. Let's go. Let's get on a call. Let's chat more. Because yep. Instagram DM is just an initial start. It's the it's the ignition. Yep. But then what's what's next? A lot of people will stay in the DMs. That's fine. Stay there. But get some moving. I'll send out video messages. I'll send out audio messages. But really, it's, you know, what's your number? <laughs> let's, let's chat. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you and find you on social. Yeah, reach out to me at Ed Stulak, E-D-S-T-U-L-A-K, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you find me. But Instagram, the thing that has changed my life forever, and I'm internally grateful for it. That's where you can reach out to me. I would be happy to help. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for coming back on the show, sharing your secrets with the audience. Thank you so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get the show notes and the video for this episode, as well as Ed's social profiles there. Staypaidpodcast.com is where you can get that. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, two ways we ask you to do it. First of all, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review as uh, along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is to tell a friend, share this episode with a friend or colleague. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at reminder me and of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. Ariel's laughing. She thinks I'm going through this pretty fast. You are so fast right now. I'm sorry. Major a little crap. hype, man. It gives me hype. It brings the energy. I don't blame I get excited. <laughs> I want to go fast for this episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acri. Here's your action item from this episode. Don't ignore the fundamentals. Right? It's like getting out there on the basketball court and ignoring the fundamentals of basketball. You can't just get out there and dribble the ball between your legs and do some nice spin moves, some alley hoop. Alley hoops. Alley hoops. Alley hoops. Alley hoops. You can't do that and win basketball games. Basketball games are won by the fundamentals. And so you need to apply the fundamentals in your business. That is door knocking, cold calling, sphere of influence, marketing. You heard it from the social media man himself. This guy is a beast on social. You got to check out his other interviews that we did with him. Just crushing it and still applies the fundamentals and is well over 45 transactions this year, and we're only like six months into the year. Halfway through. Barely. difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 